0: Hey there, and welcome back to Ginger Biz, the podcast. I'm Katie, your host, and today I'm coming to you as a friend. I want to tell you to stop making excuses and holding yourself back. I'm a ginger who snaps photos, but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role, and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. Before we start today's episode, I want to check in with everyone. I hope you are loving the content that we're putting out. You know, it's been an ongoing thing, really trying to get ahead for the holiday season. So it feels like I'm just like a, like a fire hose spigot for information just streaming out at you. But I really, really hope that you're enjoying each and every episode as we're very intentional with putting this content out there. I also have noticed a trend lately that we are really diving into a lot of motherhood sort of things, and that is beautiful and wonderful, but we also are trying to focus on business as well. It's, like life, a balancing act, and we got to find that synergy, and I'm just really enjoying all the topics that we're able to dive into recently. So with all that being said, I want to dive into excuses today. We will be exploring why we tend to create roadblocks for our own progress and, more importantly, how to break free from these self imposed limitations. So, sit back, get comfortable, and get ready for some valuable insights and practical tips to unlock your full potential. Let's get started. I want to kick things off with just discussing what an excuse is versus what a legitimate reason is, okay? So the things we'll look at for this is consistency and repeatability. One way to distinguish between an excuse and a real reason is just by examining whether the explanation is consistent and repeatable. If the same obstacle or circumstance keeps coming up over and over again for us, we try to justify why something can't be done. It may be more of an excuse then. Real reasons tend to be more sporadic or even like situational. So an example of this would be like, I can't meditate because I don't have time in my schedule. Okay to me, that sounds a lot like an excuse because you can make more time in your schedule. You can get up a few minutes earlier. You can stay up a few minutes later. You can shut off your cell phone and quit aimlessly scrolling social media. You can watch one less episode of a TV show. There's a lot that you can do to make time for that meditation. Now, if you say I can't meditate today, that's different because if you can't meditate today, maybe you had to go into work early. Maybe you had other prioritized items that took precedence over it that's again, more sporadic and situational. And then of course, there's just the desire slash want. Maybe you don't want to meditate and meditation is not for you. That's totally fine. I know a lot of people don't do yoga or a lot of people do do yoga. That is more just a preference, but what we're really diving into today is excuses versus legitimate reasons, but also just exploring like how we can overcome those excuses. So the second thing in trying to distinguish between an excuse and a reason um, is more like solution-oriented thinking. Real reasons often come with a sense of like problem solving or a willingness to find alternatives. So if someone presents a challenge but immediately starts brainstorming solutions and seeking help to overcome it, it's likely a real reason. Excuses, on the other hand, often come with a sense of like resignation or lack of effort to really address the issue. So that's another big one. Like, again, if I say, How come you don't meditate? and you say, I don't have the time, that's kind of just a poo on me statement. You're just like, Nope, can't do it. But if you come with it with solution oriented thinking, you're like, Yeah, you know, I've never been able to do it, but maybe I'm doing it at the wrong time of day. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's not in my cards to wake up early to do it, but I could probably stay up late or I could do it in the middle of the day, X, Y, and Z. Coming up with those solutions, I think, really pivots you from making an excuse and moves you into trying to find that solution and if you still can't find a the solution then again maybe it's a legitimate reason the third point is impact on goals consider the impact of the explanation on the inv- individual's goals or like even the organization's goals right so real reasons may present genuine obstacles and that's going to significantly hinder the progress Um, But excuses often allow individuals to stay within their comfort zones. So see the difference there? Like one hinders progress, one just lets people sit where they're comfortable. If the explanation is convenient and aligns with avoiding a challenge or tasks, it's more likely an excuse. I see this so much both in my entrepreneurial journey and also in my job, in my career. So many people... Have excuses, and I don't even think they realize that they're having these excuses. Well, I don't have time to do that. Well, I'm not built for that. I don't know how to do that. I can't do that. So many things when it's like, girlfriend, have you even tried? Like, have you tried? Or are you just so stuck in your way? Now, I'm a high achiever. I get that. So I run into this a lot with people. Kind of sort of indirectly giving me excuses. And it's like, I'm not asking for an excuse. I'm not even asking for a reason. But I'm just having conversation. And people instantly start with like, How do you do it? How do you do so much? I wish I had time like you. I wish I had ambition like you. I wish I had that motivation. And it's not that I was just born so entirely different than everyone else. I've just channeled things differently, as many entrepreneurs and business owners and career-minded women do, right? I'm not. The cream of the crop. I'm not this unique unicorn. I just apply myself differently. And I realized that, yeah, I come up with excuses. I come up with excuses a lot in the morning time. So today, is a day off because it's holiday and I had a recording for someone else's podcast at 7am this morning. And I definitely could have came up with an excuse. I could have told myself, you know, it's the one day this week I'm going to be able to sleep in. I should get rest. I have a full day ahead of me, like all these different things. Right. But no, I got up, I showed up and I'm rolling into another guest episode right after this. So you got to just roll with it. You got to tell yourself, Hey, I'm not going to let my own excuses, my own self-doubt, my own inability, my own self-imposed limitations hold me back. You got to choose to just embrace it and go for it. So now that we've kind of established what the difference might be between an excuse and a legitimate reason, I really want to dive into how you can stop making excuses and holding yourself back. So the first thing that you need to do is identify your excuses. The first step from breaking free from these self-imposed limitations is to identify the excuse you tend to make. These include lack of time, fear of failure, or even waiting for the perfect moment. Awareness is key to change. Personally, like my example for this morning, I was able to look at it and say, you know what? You know you're going to want to get out of that podcast recording at 7am. Don't. Okay, so I identified it. I know, like I said, that today was my one day to sleep in, and here I am being like, nope, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna show up. So I identified that, and then I'm able to embrace the awareness to make the change. Awareness is basically the key to the success of stopping making these excuses and really holding yourself back and embracing the change and change is not easy. Okay. And I think that goes back to another one of those, like fear of failure. You're afraid to change or you're waiting for the perfect moment. Those are big excuses. So don't let those hold you back. The second thing I would say is challenge your inner critic. Understand that the voice in your head that feeds you excuses is often your inner critic. Challenge this voice by asking critical questions. Is this excuse-based or is it fact or is it fear? What's the worst that could happen if you do take action? So I see this a lot in my younger self and also in other younger people that are maybe not just age-wise young, but they're newer to their careers or newer to entrepreneurship, whatever the case is, whatever they're newer to. They're more green. They often come up with these things that are just so, I don't know, objectively, they seem so kind of like unrealistic. And I don't want to devalue anyone's like feelings. They are very valid, but I think knowing that they're simply feelings and not facts is important because you have to be able to step back and really, really challenge yourself to get more out of yourself. So one that I hear a lot is like, oh, journaling doesn't work for me. Like I've tried a couple times, but it just doesn't work. Well, I understand that. And I've met grown women who don't do yoga or who don't journal or who don't this or don't that, and it doesn't work for them. And that's completely and utterly okay. Absolutely okay. But then sometimes I see people who say, journaling isn't for me. I've tried it twice and it just doesn't work. Well, there's a lot to say about this, right? There, It takes routine. I think personally you have to give something a fair chance before you just shoot it down. I believe that you have to put in some sort of effort and try things more than once to really know if if it's going to work for you. So with that being said, like I could wake up early today and really struggle and be tired throughout the day. And that's only going to tell me like, hey, I shouldn't wake up early. Like this is not my thing. I'm not a morning person. It doesn't work for me. Well, you can't just try it once. You have to recondition your body to some extent in order to be successful at waking up earlier. So, for us, we get in these little ruts where we wake up early every day and we're doing so good and life is great. And then there's a couple days when we're really tired or we have an event in the evening that keeps us up late and it throws off the rhythm of the early mornings. And then I start having this inner dialogue that. I'm not a morning person. This doesn't work for me. Why did I think this would work? Only to slow myself down and realize that I got to give it another chance. I got to try again. I got to apply myself. And so I think that our inner critic oftentimes leads us to say, meh it didn't work. I can't do it. It's not going to happen. And that's not good. You got to challenge that. And again, I see that in so many other people that I'm working with that they say it just, it doesn't work for them or it's not their thing or this or that or that. And I just want to like grab them by their shoulders and shake them and say, knock this off, get your head back in the game, try a little bit harder. So that rolls into the next point, which is set clear goals. Establishing clear and specific goals can give you that roadmap to follow. When you have a destination in mind, it becomes harder to make excuses for not taking those steps towards it, right? So really break your goals into smaller manageable tasks that you can apply. So if you want to start getting up earlier to create more time in your day, go to bed a little bit earlier each night. Shut your phone off a little bit sooner turn off the television a few minutes earlier and really set those small goals and then maybe you start waking up at 6:30 And you do this for a little bit and then you pivot it to 615. And the next thing you know, you can wake up at six. And then now you have extra time in your day. So really setting those goals and making them clear so you know what you want to establish. If you want to start meditating in the mornings or you want to spend extra time in prayer or whatever the case, getting up those few extra minutes early will be hugely impactful. And also being intentional when you go to bed will make that. And so writing out those clear goals of what you want to accomplish in what steps you need to take to get towards it. And the next point is just taking small steps. Don't overwhelm yourself by trying to tackle everything at once. You wanna start meditating, you wanna start doing a skincare routine at the end of the night, like blah, blah, blah. Just pick one, just enjoy one, try one. Because taking small, consistent steps towards your goals is going to have a much bigger impact than just overwhelming yourself. This not only reduces the feelings of being overwhelmed, but it also builds momentum over time. It's called habit stacking to some, and you can learn about it in the book, Atomic Habits, but it's just taking small steps and building a base and a foundation and a platform to grow from there. Also having an accountability partner can be hugely beneficial. Sharing your goals and aspirations with a trusted friend or even a mentor who can hold you accountable and having someone to answer to to help you stay on track and minimize those excuses. A mentorship is a huge one. I know personally there are days when I'm like, nope, I have so many other things to do than sit and chat with my mentor for an hour. But honestly, I always leave it feeling so much better than when I went into it and feeling good about prioritizing it. And a mentorship can be a huge way to kind of have return on investment and care for yourself through whatever life's throwing at you. So really just having that accountability partner can be huge. You also, at some point, have to shift your mindset. You replace a fixed mindset with a growth mindset. Understand that you have the capacity to learn, adapt, and improve. Embracing challenges as opportunities for growth rather than just as reasons for excuses. So understanding that that new networking event that you could go to, but normally you're not good in social events and it's later than you'd like and all these things might actually be a great way for growth. And so making that excuse is not going to help you. You've got to shift that mindset so that you can grow beyond your own means, grow beyond your own comfort zone, and embrace those challenges and changes. Also, and this kind of goes back to setting goals, is visualize the success. Spend time visualizing where you want to go, what your success looks like. Imagine how achieving your goals will possibly be. Positively impact your life. This mental imagery can really create and motivate you to overcome excuses and take action. So, if you show up, you know, you want to be on all these podcasts, you want to be a guest speaker, you want to grow that side of your business or your skill set, that's awesome. But it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to just wake up one day and be featured on 10 podcasts. You have to get up early, you have to show up, you have to record, you have to put the work in. And to my example earlier, like here I am early in the morning recording this episode between two other episodes because I know that because I'm visualizing that success and what steps I have to get and take to get there. Prioritizing time management. This is a huge one and I'm bummed that I only made it just a small little bullet point because I could go on and on about time management, but often excuses revolve around the perceived lack of time practice effective time management by setting priorities, eliminating distractions, and allocating your time to your goals. I don't have more time in the day than the next person, right? But I am good at prioritizing time management and effectively getting things done in a certain allotment of time. And so it's huge that people learn to do this because friendships, relationships, hobbies, all of these usually fail because of perceived lack of time, right? They're like, oh, I don't have time to spend with my friends or I would love to get coffee with you. I'm just so busy. So get away from that and really focus on your time management skill set so that you can grow that to make more time for yourself. Additionally, seek support and resources. I think this one kind of piggybacks on an accountability partner, really lean into resources and support. Don't hesitate to seek out support and resources that can help you overcome obstacles. This could include courses, workshops, books, online communities, just whatever it is that really helps you learn and grow and supports that shift in your mindset. If you're in a mom's group and they're like, yeah, we never have any time. Yeah. I wish we could do a meetup, but we can't. Like that's not going to help get in a mom's group that says, Hey, let's do this. Let's have a co-op. Let's work together while our kids play on the playground and let's do this and let's do that. And just has that different mindset, that support and those resources are going to hugely benefit you. And also Again, I mentioned it earlier, Atomic Habits is a great book. It's a great resource. Look into it, look it up, see what you can do and how you can apply it directly in your life. Point number 10 is celebrate small wins. Acknowledge and celebrate your achievements, no matter how small they may seem. Celebrating progress reinforces positive behaviors and reduces the desire to make excuses. So, I see this in my personal life when it comes to physical activity. If I work out and I start seeing small wins, As simple as I successfully worked out for five days straight, that's huge for me. Like, I want to keep that momentum going. So then I'm able to just continue to grow off of that desire to continue to be successful in that. And it just reinforces it. And that's something that Atomic Habits also speaks to. Um, Additionally, stay accountable to yourself. Ultimately, you are responsible for your own progress. Be honest with yourself about the excuses you make and take ownership of your actions or inaction. This is another big one because it's important that you honor yourself and hold yourself accountable. I was a guest on someone's podcast this morning at 7 a.m. and I wasn't gonna just ghost her. I wasn't gonna let her down and I'm not gonna do that to myself either. You need to stay accountable with yourself. If you've planned to grow out your podcast and batch content, Do it. Show up for yourself. Learn from setbacks. Setbacks are a natural part of any journey. So instead of using them as excuses to quit, view them as opportunities to learn and grow. Falling back on that whole mindset shift. Analyze what went wrong and adjust your approach accordingly. Don't look at it as a failure and don't let it overcome you or overtake you. Learn from it. Apply it and then try again get up and try again. Surround yourself with positivity. This kind of goes back to the support and resources. Make sure you are in a community that supports your growth and that shift of your mindset. Cultivating a positive and supportive environment is crucial for your success. Surround yourself with people who inspire and motivate you rather than those who reinforce your excuses. So again, my little analogy of a mom's group, if the moms are like, yeah, I wish we could all get up." get together. We just don't have the time. Join a mom's group that says, hey, we're getting together on Tuesday. Make the time because that's going to make a big difference. Embrace failure as feedback. Again, this kind of also piggybacks on learning from the setbacks, but understand that failure is not a reason to make excuses. It's not a reason to stop. It's not a reason to quit. It's the feedback on what didn't work. Use that feedback to refine your approach and move forward with improved strategies. So, again, maybe you realize that you bit off too much, too much, you can't chew at all. And so it just doesn't work. So, learn from that and say, hey, I'm going to do this one small step at a time. Okay. Which, you know, we talked about a few minutes ago. It's just really take small steps. Lastly, but Very important still, stay persistent. Overcoming excuses and self-limiting beliefs often requires persistence. Keep reminding yourself of your goals and why they matter to you. Persistence can break through even the strongest excuses. So again, what sets an excuse versus a legitimate reason apart? What is the differential? Consistency and repeatability, solution-oriented thinking, and impact on goals. Those are the three main things to would be thinking about if this is an excuse or a legitimate reason. And then the list that we went through of how you can pivot and stop making excuses and stop holding yourself back. Remember, it can sometimes be challenging to differentiate between excuses and real reasons as context and individual circumstances may vary. However, these points can still serve as helpful guidelines to assess whether an explanation holds merit or is primarily a way to avoid taking action. Okay? You don't want to let your own mind or your own excuses hold you back. The path to personal growth and achievement begins by recognizing and eliminating the excuses that hold you back. By taking proactive steps and adopting a positive mindset, you can stop making excuses and start making progress towards your goals. Guys, until next time, keep on diving in.